0: Hey there, you've stumbled upon Matt Laker's podcast where we've taken his video content and turned it into a handy dandy audio version. Because let's be real, who has time to stare at a screen all day? And because we care about your auditory experience, we've even thrown in some groovy background tunes to really immerse you in the vibe. Put it on blast while you jog, cruise in your car, or even use it as a lullaby before hitting the hay. Enjoy. Hey guys, this is Matt here. In this video, I want to talk about what is the best country in the world and this is because i've got this question recently from somebody and somebody said hey what do you think is the best country in the world you've lived in um, so many different countries by now Uh, what do you think what is the best one and i want to refer to my realization that i've had when i talked with an older friend a couple of years back who is a wise man, He've traveled all across the world. And I've asked him, hey, you know what, what is the best country? And then he gave me a great perspective on that. And he said, look, there is no one best country. Each country in the world is the best for one thing. And that really made me think about cherry picking the best thing from each of the countries whether this is mindsets, whether this is um, behavior, personality traits, whether this is skills, approach to things, philosophies, uh, or whether this is simply going there to get certain thing in your life or lifestyle within that country. And this made me connected with uh, the quote from Bruce Lee, who said, absorb what is useful, neglect what is useless, and adapt something that is particularly your own. And I think about this as of shaping your personality and shaping your lifestyle. So I don't necessarily think that there is this one best person, one best place to live, but I think you could take advantage of all sorts of different places and do different things in different places and pick up certain things from all sorts of the uh, places. So I want to share with you the map of the world and show you a bunch of countries. And I want to show you how I think about it in terms of what you can get out of those countries to become true citizen of the world. And what do I mean with becoming a true citizen of the world? I mean, sure, you could think of your country as the best country in the world. You could think of, let's say America, just as just as an example, because I think it's a common narrative for a lot of people in America. You might think, hey, we have the best country in the world. And there is the best things about America. Like for example, um, confidence. This is great to see so much confidence in people in America which is so helpful in a lot of areas of life and I've learned it for sales, for approaching people for not caring what other people think about me. This is fantastic thing uh, in America but the problem is that it's not that America is the best with everything and this would be referring to every other country. For example, the opposite of this uh would be modesty uh, in Japan, which is really nice sometimes and it really fits to a lot of situations. So what I've learned being in Japan is this modesty that you show sometimes. Um, Whether this is in how you behave, uh, whether this is in how you are um, keeping things in your house. So I've learned a a lot about minimalism, which doesn't really appear in America as much. So I've learned a lot about having very few things but of a very high quality. So I own a very little amount of things because I've learned in Japan that with everything that you own, there comes a good thing about this, as in you have the utility. You have a car, it's a utility, right? It's great, you can ride somewhere, you can drive somewhere. Uh, you have, um, I don't know, whatever. Um, this this piece of equipment, it's it's like a light, portable light, great, you can light your face and make a video on the dark but with everything you own the bad things come with it as well so when you have a car you have to pay for insurance you have to repair it you have to care about it you have to worry about it. so think about it if you have 17 properties 17 villas all around the world it's a nice thing because you can travel to each of them but you also have some headache thinking about maintaining them thinking about i don't know like a local tribe uh squatting your place if it's in some super remote location um it's a bit of a joke but it's not Um, you you have all this headache and sure you could say no I have I'm I'm rich I have people managing those properties I mean sure you probably do but um, look with the more stuff you own there is more responsibility and and maintenance coming in even the portable light that I have here I have to charge it right Um, you have your iPhone great but then you have to charge you have to update it you have to um, delete stuff on it when the storage is out and things like that so that's something I've uh, truly learned in Japan. Let's just move a little bit down here um, to the Philippines, where I am right now. Uh, what I have learned about the Philippines uh, and uh, what I got from the Philippines is the fact that you can approach anyone anywhere. And I know this wouldn't really work in all the other countries, but in mm-hmm. Philippines, in the Philippines, you can literally go to the bar and you can meet everyone. You can by the end of the night, you can know one hundred people. So Filipino people, when they meet each other for the first time. And you sit with them and you have conversations. I've, I've met people, I've been having conversations, having wine. You, 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 they really talk to each other as if they know each other for years. They talk about the problems, about relationship, about all sorts of things. And they go really deep. Now, the reason why I understand them, by the way, is because they speak great English in the Philippines. And um, everybody communicates English with each other, which is um, not the only language that they speak. Because Philippines is one of the few countries in the world where they use so-called code switching. And code switching is that they speak multiple languages at the same time. So a sentence in the Filipino might consist of English words for the most part. And then there could be a couple of words in um, Tagalog, which is local language in the Philippines. So they mix it up. It's similar in India as well. So there's a few countries where code switching appears. And it's really interesting to hear people talking like this because you actually hear people saying, um things in two different languages constantly to each other but anyways they speak very good english and when there is um foreigners around them they would just not use tagalog they would then use more english and so when they talk to each other and i'm listening to them i'm realizing that uh they talk as if they knew each other for a long time but then when i got to ask them how long do you guys know each other they are like oh we just met and this is amazing so there is so much warmth There is so much love that you can feel from people in the Philippines. It's just amazing, this this openness. So this is the approach that I really love and I've learned it a lot here. I mean, I have been like this uh, for most of my life. I also learned it in New Zealand when I lived there, it was quite similar, like people were quite friendly here. And so I've learned that you can just, you know, approach person in the street and be like, hey, nice shirt, where did you buy it? But for example, in Europe, in Northern Europe, a lot of people say, like, yeah, Germany is the best place to live. You can't really do it. It's super awkward. It's super weird. I mean, it could work, but people are just so cold in Northern Europe, except for Denmark, that it kind of feels like you just don't have that warm uh, connection there. Right. So now that we are in Germany, um, I need to mention good thing because you know this video is about good things. Um, this is efficiency of how things work and efficiency of how people work and um, accountability to the word that you um promised somebody. So you don't really need a written agreement in Germany. Uh, you can agree with somebody that they would pay your invoice within seven days, and they most likely will. So you don't have that issue of oh like do i need to bill on a call before i provide the service you, you don't really have to worry about this as much um, in germany uh this is similar uh in netherlands as well you generally speaking have norway as well it's pretty much if people say something they would do it and they would do precisely what they said so it is really interesting because it's very useful in business where you set a plan or agenda in asana uh, you would have a lot of this approach in Germany where people would just stick to the plan exactly. And this results in, of course, not as much flexibility and taking things sometimes too literally or maybe coming across a little bit rude to a lot of people because if you speak with the Germans, you might feel like they are not really taking into account the emotion, uh, emotional part of the communication. But the the, the great thing about this is exactly as something has been said exactly that was meant that way so nothing will be held back everything will be communicated to you and that's why it's so easy um, to work and do business in this part of the world which i absolutely love because a lot of these things that are not said um that are suggested, that are implied a lot a lot in asia um this is a bit of a problem where people don't say exactly what they mean they're afraid of losing the face they're kind of too vague sometimes um this is a great thing that uh we want to take uh and implement uh, as citizens of the world uh from the from from northern uh europe okay um then turkey so look I told you that in this video I will not only talk about the mindsets and not only talk about personality traits, uh, but I will also set, talk about the great things and lifestyles you could have. So I want to talk about this as well. Turkey is is the best place in the world where you can have get your hair transplant. It is the number one cheapest and highest quality destination to get your herb hair transplant done. i i i know so many people who are super happy about their hair transplant done in turkey for a fraction of the price in other countries um, with a great quality i've done my hair transplant in turkey as well um that's why i don't look like i'm balding in front of my head, face and head, head anymore so definitely um, this is great uh utility right there um now the friends, now friends. Now let's get back a little bit to personality and what I've learned uh, a lot from French people. Not just in France, but there are a lot of French people in French communities. Uh, for example, here in Vietnam, so it's a it's a former French colony. So I've lived in Saigon for a lot of time. Uh, it's a there is there is a lot of uh, a lot of French people there, uh, especially um, if you go to 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 Thao Dien, which is a district here. Uh, of Saigon. This is uh cool expat district. A lot of people live from France live there. Uh also in Yetrang, uh also um uh in Thailand, for example, some hotel owners. A lot of French people around the world that they have met. And uh also in France. And what I've got from them is um appreciation and that's also the people from Italy. I, I I've really learned from them appreciation to small things. So you know when what when, when you go to eat something in America, it's about the size. And it's not just America. For example, uh whole Eastern bloc. I uh, you I think Russia, but I also also in Poland where I'm from, we 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 often put Uh, the weight of the food you're going to get in the menu. So we often put like, all right, this is beef. It's going to be, or this is chicken. It's going to be 500 grams. This is sausage going to be this many grams. I think it's in Germany as well. Those are those countries that think a little bit more about the utility of what they get for their money when they are dining. So it's nice approach in business, but I don't think you have much of this in Italy and France. I think you get more smaller meals that uh, have more emphasis on the on the taste and on the enjoyment of the process. I really learned from those people how to enjoy your wine and not necessarily, you know, have as much as possible, like not as big meal as possible uh, or as much wine as possible. It's more about, you know, like really, really appreciating small things uh, in life. Italians say uh, dolce vita, which means um, sweet life um, and... Um, they also say dolce par niente, which means uh, sweet doing nothing, if I translate it literally. And you know, maybe it doesn't sound like the best approach to business sometimes. Uh, but certainly, we need that mindset sometimes in life. Um, you know, uh, French and uh, they, they they even um, joke about Americans that they uh, work uh, to live they they live to work but then the french would say but we we, we um <laughs> they would say we we uh work uh to live uh which again it's maybe not necessarily the best approach in business but definitely people need it sometimes They need this appreciation of the moment they need this appreciation of small things and uh, uh some life enjoyment you know just taking it slow and appreciating small things and i actually have seen this in japan as well which uh you know funny enough japan would be considered this hustle culture where, where people overwork themselves to death but I actually have seen appreciation of little things in Japan a lot so for example um, they have terms that they coin for things like a hot bath um, which is the the process of just taking a bath but they put so much emphasis on this this is like the whole thing you know it's a there's a term for this it's um, it's this whole celebration of you um, taking a bath and the same goes for Uh, forest walking, just like you go through the forest. But they have this whole philosophy and the whole Japanese term about walking uh, through the forest. So there is this name and claim kind of situation there where they want to name those things in uh, really interesting ways. And they want to add a lot of philosophies. So when you walk through the forest, you're not just supposed to walk through the forest, but also look at the leaves, uh, appreciate the greenery, see the details, not look at your phone, and this really calms you down and all that so I've really learned this appreciation of small details in uh, Japan as well uh, which is very interesting Um, now I want to go to Vietnam Uh, it's right here Um, so what I have learned in Vietnam is um, maybe surprising for a lot of people but they're really good in business and math so when I calculate numbers with people in Vietnam um, they're really really smart about this uh, when we calculate numbers um, towards the future, um, they have showed me so much um, I don't want to use word uh, sneaky because it's a bad word. I want to use word of like smart, clever calculation of the numbers. that's that's what I want to say. So I have I have seen amazing calculations when I've dealt with the Vietnamese uh, when it comes to numbers and uh, business. And uh, generally speaking, what is really nice about Vietnam as well, and it's nice to learn, it's just kind of super safe anywhere. So there is no really bad neighborhoods. Um, You kind of have safe areas anywhere uh, you go. Nothing really can happen to you. And that's something that I also like about uh, Thailand. Uh, It's really, 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 really safe. You just feel so safe when you're there. Um, Also in Japan, Um, you can kind of, I mean, I'm not suggesting you should do it, but I've seen people and friends just leaving their phone on a, on a table before, you know, going to bathroom and coming back and the phone would still be there. Um, so again, it's maybe a little bit exaggerated for, for, for Thailand. When I say that, um, definitely not the case for Vietnam, but for Thailand, maybe a little bit exaggerated, but I feel like it's just, you just, just feel so, so safe and laid back, uh, when you're in there. Then Singapore, Wow, well, Singapore, it is a lot to learn about how to run a country in a transparent way and a lot about the futuristic design of um, planting a lot of greenery in the city and generally speaking speaking create creating a great uh, community in the country. Um, Australia, What I've liked about Australia is uh, how laid back people are. It's just so nice to see a Western country where people are actually just laid back. Similar to New Zealand, but Australia has this kind of like a bolder laid back twist to it. All right, Uh, let's see uh, what else. I haven't spent that much time in South uh, America. But what I really like uh, about, uh, for example, Colombia is that people dance on the street. So you just play music and then Colombian people will just gather and start dancing their South American types of dances. And it, it's just so nice to see people being so laid back and not awkward about this, that you're literally on the street and then you can have people just you know, dancing um, or people can gather. Um, like for example, I've seen one guy with a guitar, and another guy approaches him, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to play together with me? I'm gonna sing." And then, then they start doing it. And another people come, another person comes to a bar with, with 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 some other instruments, and then they start forming a band, just for fun. And so I've I've really enjoyed that um, that thing about South America is about uh, people and and how they approach this. So, yeah, let's uh, maybe let me maybe finish up. Uh, with Poland, because uh, this is where I'm from, I don't want to make this video too long, because I think you got this point after, you know, like 20 minutes of me talking about this, that there is no one best country, but each country is the best about one thing. I think about Poland, it's um, this interesting approach to being able to work hard and party hard. So what I've seen, and that's that's interesting in this culture, I mean, this is my culture, um, where I've originated, but there is this kind of Ability of people to work and hustle a lot, but then they are not kind of that boring in the evening. They're not like, okay, we've been working all day, so now we're gonna be boring in the evening. They're more like, we've been working all day, but they're but now we're gonna be partying hard, and that that's 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 nice to see this kind of bipolar approach to to to, to pushing things, but also having fun um, later. All right, I have to mention UK because it's here, and I'm I, I promise that I'm done uh talking about countries um and i've lived in the netherlands so maybe a quick one and that's it uk the best place to start a business not in terms of taxes but in terms of how easy it is this is how all the countries should learn on how you how easy it should be to manage your business how cheap accounting can be because it's just so straightforward and not complicated a lot of other countries are so behind in their old-fashioned system of accounting that is uh, maybe suitable to 1950s uk is really really Uh, amazing when it comes to to running a business just so simple uh netherlands i mean how you design your cds um construction and cycling around super smart super fun as well all right let me finish on that because there is uh i know like 195 countries in the world so um i will probably take all day to talk about this but um all in all what i wanted to bring to your attention is this idea of picking the best things, you know, learning and absorbing these mindsets, becoming that person um, of, uh, you know, what you've learned in those countries, being a little bit more laid back as you've learned from Australians, but being bolder as you've learned from the Americans, but being smart about numbers as you've learned from the Vietnamese and how you can help each other as much as the Vietnamese do. And, um, you know, being modest and not having too many things as the Japanese and being able to party after work as the Poles and being too, able to create systems and follow them as the Germans and so on and so on. So this is what you can absorb. And this is the best stuff you take from out, out of those countries becoming and informing yourself as the citizen of the world. Uh, and then secondly, you don't need to spend all the time in one country. I think it is, generally speaking, good to, for example, choose a country where you do business. Like, for example, Northern Europe. I like to do a lot of business uh, in that area, which is which which is German-speaking region, and um, I like to work there because of the work ethics um but maybe not the best place during the winter right then maybe you might consider staying in thailand for the winter but it doesn't mean again that you need to establish your business uh in thailand so you again it doesn't mean that you have to do your hair transplant in thailand you could do go, go to turkey for that and so on and so forth so you can really take a lot of things um, in terms of not just absorbing the culture but in terms of lifestyle from all of those countries i hope this gave you some new perspective on things Thanks for watching the video and tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. Take care.